reports and other information. Audit Committee was established by charter and receives audit reports and other information from the Denver Audit Office. The committee strives to bring greater clarity, transparency, and accountability to Denver city government and its residents. It is also responsible for commissioning an annual audit of the city's annual comprehensive financial report. This committee is chaired by Auditor Timothy M. O'Brien. So the team that will be that will be briefing you today is Nick Jimragalu. He's our acting audit manager for the IT um, team, and then uh, we have Dave Hancock, senior or senior auditor, and Rob Farrell, uh, senior auditor. So.
Business technologies has significant power in setting strategy and determining funding for airport technology within the airport's overall budget, as well as vetting potential technology vendors and working with and managing those vendors it ultimately contracts with. At the time of the audit, Business Technologies managed 248 vendors, which are used both within business technologies and amongst overall airport operations staff. These vendors include those involved with security, baggage handling, badging, Microsoft 365, timekeeping, payroll, financial systems, and a host of other systems and information technology-related professional services. Business Technologies also maintains relationships with specialized airport operations software providers, such as PropWorks, the airport's revenue management system, and other systems specifically designed for airport operations. Several of these systems are managed and administered by Business Technologies itself, but other systems are managed by various outside vendors that specialize in these systems, services, and software. Some vendors are shared with the city government as a whole in coordination with the city's technology services agency. Sufficiently managing information technology vendors is crucial to supporting efficient and effective operations at a major international airport to ensure smooth operations, security and passenger safety and satisfaction. Clifton Larson Allen LLP, an audit and consulting firm, advises that information technology organizations should oversee specific activities during their vendor management life cycle. As shown in figure one on page two of the report, this life cycle starts with intake and vetting what technology solutions and vendors are most appropriate for the organization's operational, architectural, security, and data protection needs. Once a contract with a vendor is signed, the organization should then continuously monitor performance metrics and performance pr perform periodic security reviews and data privacy risk assessments. This continuous monitoring helps ensure the vendor provides services in line with contracted terms and protects the organization's data. When it is time for the organization to end its relationship with a vendor, the organization should remove the vendor's access and give back any proprietary data or otherwise verify that the data has been destroyed. In February 2023, business technology managers said that because of the airport's autonomy as a government enterprise and because of specific federal aviation requirements, they would not adopt the city's vendor management policy as the airport's own, but they planned to mirror some of the policy for the airport's needs. Like the city, the airport uses ServiceNow as its system of record for information technology. As shown in this slide in figure two of the report on page three, in February 2023, Business Technologies asked the airport for funding to buy a vendor risk management module for ServiceNow. This add-on feature would provide a single source of record for the airport to manage its vendors and document its continuous monitoring of risks and security controls amongst, amongst other tasks. After receiving approval, the division began implementation starting in April 2023 with the development of a project charter. A vendor risk management module was estimated to cost approximately $480,000 for design, implementation, project management, and contingency, as well as another $100,000 for additional licenses. In late May 2023, 
Business Technologies managers finished a staffing analysis for the airport's annual budget process and asked for two administrators dedicated to vendor management, one starting in 2024 and the other starting in 2025. A third-party implementer contract for the module is estimated to cost an additional $182,000, and the module is now expected to be implemented by the middle of October 2023. The objective of our audit was to assess how effective business technologies processes are, are for information technology vendor management governance and for ensuring continuous monitoring of information technology vendors. And our scope was a focus on the vendors managed by business technologies, including applications, software as a service, and professional services such as software reselling. Concession, hardware, network equipment, inter internet connected devices, and off-the-shelf software vendors were not included. The time period of the audit was January 2021 through June 2023. I'll now pause for any additional comments and questions from business technology managers in the audit committee. Thank you, Mr. O'Brien. Our finding title is Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division Lacks a Robust Information Technology Vendor Management Program. Because of escalating demands for information technology services, airport officials are under constant pressure balancing business technologies focus on day-to-day -day operations against new and time-sensitive requirements imposed by the Transportation Security Administration and others. Until now, this has left division managers and staff with limited time to dedicate toward developing an effective strategy to manage the airport's technology vendors. We found that the airport has an informal process which works well for seasoned employees, but it has not been formalized nor has it been disseminated to other employees who are unfamiliar with the process. While we determine business technology's efforts to implement a new vendor risk management module is a good start, we also noted several key areas of improvement that division managers will need to address before they fully implement the new module and processes. In the absence of a well-defined governance structure, formal guidance, and adequate oversight of information technology vendor activities, the airport has already encountered challenges in establishing documented policies and procedures, ensuring staff are sufficiently trained on vendor management, maintaining a complete and accurate inventory of vendors, and coordinating efforts between business technologies and the city's technology services agency to ensure that all enterprise-wide vendors are assessed for potential risks. It's imperative for airports to maintain robust governance and oversight that ensures vendor compliance, reduces and addresses risk, and achieves desired outcomes. Leading practices for information technology vendor management say governments should establish an organization's level of responsibility develop and implement a strategy, and provide continuous oversight to ensure the organization achieves its goals and objectives. The organization should also have an action plan detailing how overarching strategies are to be implemented, who will implement them, how they will be funded, which take priority, and when tasks must be completed. Without a strategic plan or a detailed action plan for its information technology vendor management, Business Technologies loses its ability to hold airport vendors accountable ensure, and ensure they provide the services they're hired for. 
Therefore, we offer the first recommendation, 1.1, on page seven of the report. Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should create and document a strategic plan for information technology vendor management that supports the overall strategic vision of the airport. In developing its vendor management program, business technologies should include sufficient detail and measurable timeframes in its strategic plan for each of the following objectives. Having performance indicators to monitor vendor contract compliance, securing data and network infrastructure, training airport staff, engaging proactively with vendors and partners, improving how it selects and contracts with critical vendors to save money, and monitoring other airport divisions' compliance with technology plans, budget standards, and policies and procedures. The agency has agreed with the recommendation with an implementation date of January 2nd, 2024, and will now pause to take questions or comments from business technologies and or the audit committee members. All right, so we're, I'm delighted that you agree. Could you give us a little more information about uh, the progress towards implementing this? So um, starting uh, quite honestly a couple years ago uh, when you began your audit of downtown uh, on a very similar topic, uh, vendor management, uh, we noted that we did not have necessarily robust processes in place. Um, we have been working with them, uh, getting updates from them on the progress that they've made, looked at their documents, policies, procedures, that sort of stuff um, to, to try to help us set the direction. Uh, we, we jumped in knowing we would need technology to help augment us. I think this finding in particular is outlining that that's, that's great, but you need to plan where you're going and, and there's specific things you need to include. So rather than just kind of take what we could glean from industry best practice and from what downtown went through, this is a more prescriptive format for us to follow for a strategic plan. Um, so that's why we agree. Uh, we have made some progress on a draft uh, policy that we've been working on uh, for a couple months. Uh, we're starting to uh, add in some of the additional components we didn't originally have in that plan and uh, think we will be able to, to, to deliver this at the beginning of next year. Okay, uh, other questions? So I have a question kind of going back to the introduction where the airport sort of asserts their independence or autonomy uh, and did not mirror or have not mirrored uh, the city's information technology directives or orders. Um, could you explain that a little bit better for me? Um, so there, there are certain uh, processes that uh, the, the, the airport puts in place to ensure that we're compliant with TSA regulatory uh, requirements along with, uh, to a lesser extent on the IT side, FAA requirements. Um, and, and those typically require us to kind of deviate from the city process or utilizing the city. So the way the city, a lot of city policies are written from TS is that we will go to their architecture board for review. We will let their subject matter experts kind of guide how the solution is implemented. Um, a lot of the airport systems uh, that do interact with, with TSA or, or the FAA are, are very specialized systems that require specialized knowledge of the technology and the rules and, and processes um, that those ent entities require. Th that's the primary difference. Where we can, we, we adopt 
what the city does. It's really when it talks about RTS, the technology services. Um, we try to adopt what they do, but where it comes to a point where they're like, send it to us for approval, that's where the airport starts to take, have an issue uh, and want to deviate a little bit from what the policy states so that we can keep that uh, decision-making process within the subject matter airport, subject matter experts at the airport. Okay, that helps, thank you. Should we continue? The next sub-finding on page eight of the report is that business technology does not formalize its IT process. As we discussed in the background, business technologies is in the process of implementing the vendor risk module. However, before they implement this, we identified several key pieces that they are missing or could improve upon to help make this implementation a success. For example, at the time of our testing, there was no documented policies and procedures for vendor management. When we began this audit in February 2023, business technology staff told us they were developing a comprehensive vendor management policy. By the time our fieldwork testing was coming to a close, they had produced a draft policy that follows a similar format as the one that technology services has developed, but more specific to the airport. However, it is still just a draft and has yet to be approved and disseminated. Continuing on to page nine, we also found that there was no training for staff responsible for vendor management, as there have been no documented training plans developed so far. We were told that they intend to develop a training plan, but the draft vendor management policy would need to be finalized first in order to tie out the roles and responsibilities. We found that Business Technologies does not have a systematic way of centralizing its vendor management data in one place. The division uses ServiceNow, the city's and the airport's system of record for information technology to keep information on all technology vendors at the airport. However, because they are still in the process of implementing the vendor risk module, it's a challenge to organize all the vendors in one centralized system. Our analysis found 16 unique vendor names missing from the airport's list of 248 vendors in ServiceNow. Instead, vendor names and management information were scattered throughout various reports, including incident reports, performance metrics, and security reviews. Additionally, the limited time record keeping abilities in the current instance of ServiceNow has prevented business technologies from keeping track of which employees are assigned to manage a vendor. We found that three of the 20 vendors we selected had a service manager assigned that no longer worked at the airport or had transferred departments. On page 11, we found no clear distinction between vendors overseen by business technologies and those managed by other city agencies performing similar tasks. For example, Throughout the city and county of Denver, various city agencies rely on vendor-supported systems like Workday, which handles human resources, payroll, and timekeeping. Technology Services, the primary information technology agency for most of the city, is responsible for overseeing these vendors as a citywide, on a citywide scale. In our analysis of 20 airport IT vendors, we found that some vendors from business technologies list had limited or no information available. Initially, it seemed that business technologies had not conducted either an initial or periodic review of these vendors to ensure they posed no risk to the airport. However, 
Upon further investigation, we determined that certain airport vendors also provide services citywide, thus falling under the purview of the city's technology services agency for tracking and monitoring rather than business technologies. Additionally, of the vendors business technologies does track and monitor, we found 12 of the 20 vendors in our sample, or 60%, did not have evidence of an initial risk assessment being done and 11 or 55% did not have evidence of periodic risk assessment being done. We have nine, we have, uh, sorry, <laughs> we have six recommendations related to this section. I'm going to read the first three recommendations and then pause to discuss them, then we'll continue with the remainder. So starting on page 12, we have recommendation 1.2. As part of implementing the ServiceNow vendor risk module, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should finalize and improve its draft vendor management policy and ensure it includes details about the organizational structure supporting the airport's vendor management lifecycle, staff resources and roles and responsibilities, and all related activities needed to ensure sufficient governance of information technology vendor management at the airport. Additionally, business technologies should develop and finalize supporting procedures for all vendor management lifecycle activities, including but not limited to procedures described in recommendations 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, 1.7, 1 1.8, such as procedures for continuous security and performance monitoring, as well as consistent steps to end a relationship with a vendor. The agency has agreed with this, with this recommendation with an implementation date of April 1st, 2024. Recommendation 1.3. As part of re implementing recommendation 1.2, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should work with the airport officials to require the division's involvement during procurement to ensure in initial technical, architectural, security, and data protection and privacy risks are addressed upfront for any technology introduced at the airport. The agency has agreed to this recommendation with an implementation date of July 1st, 2024. Recommendation 1.4. As part of implementing recommendation 1.2, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should develop, approve, and document a consistent process for staff to follow when information technology vendors stop working at the airport. This process should include considerations like updating the airport's vendor inventory list, ensuring vendors return or destroy data in their possession, and removing vendor accounts from airport systems. Once these procedures are approved, division managers should communicate them to relevant staff. Again, the agency has agreed to this recommendation with an implementation date of April 1st, 2024. I'll pause here to give Audit Committee and Business Technologies a chance to respond. Any response from the airport? Uh, sorry, that's not a good way to start a sentence. No. Uh, these are these are things uh, as we kind of mentioned in the in the previous uh, uh, recommendation uh, that we had been looking at doing, had been in progress of, and you'll see as you look at the different dates. There's different dates associated with when we we plan on getting these items remediated. 
uh, and implemented uh, due to the, the level of progress we've made to date. The things that we've been working on are a little bit earlier uh, is looking at the dates that we've uh, signed up to, to have this stuff done and stuff that we had not made as much progress on or we're waiting for our implementation of the vendor risk module to complete. Uh, we have some activities that will trail a little long further along behind those. Um, so that's generally, as we look at these recommendations, why the dates are a little bit different. Uh, the policy itself, honestly, the policy will be done uh, very early next year at the latest. It's we're more determining how the approval process is gonna work and how we're gonna distribute and communicate the policy. It's an area we've struggled with a little bit at the airport of communicating policies from an IT perspective. So um, that's why that date's just a little bit further out because there's a little bit of unknown. But uh, but the bulk of that is is done already. And then we're, we're gonna continue to, to kind of finalize that as we move into the beginning of the year. And then these, these sub bullets are more around our procedures. Those require training uh, as well. So as we document these procedures, uh, more than a policy just communicating what you should do, the procedures are gonna outline what people have to do, and there will be a training component that's built into that that also extends those dates just a little bit. Okay. Questions from the committee? So we're all concerned about risk. Uh, I think the airport is probably concerned about risk. Will this reduce the risk profile for business technologies? Uh, having a consistent process will absolutely, if we do nothing else, uh, reduce our risk because we'll be treating each vendor in a uh, standardized uh, format. Historically, uh, we've had talented people, uh, I would like to think anyway, that have been pretty good at doing vendor management and assessing risk individually, but there was no centralized process for them to follow. Uh, so as people come and go, uh, the results varied, uh, and the results varied even amongst the people that were good at what they did. So this, if nothing else, just having a, a systematic, repeatable process um, that we undertake on an annual basis, which is what most of this is geared towards, is we will do these things annually as we assess the vendors. That alone uh, reduces our risk, uh, as we'll get, we'll get to understand and know these vendors and make sure that we're following that consistent process and questions we ask them so that we don't, you know, because we have a positive relationship with a vendor, we don't ask them some hard questions. This requires us implementing this process to ask hard questions of every vendor and, and have documented results that we can actually pull out and look at. Uh, today, it's a struggle for us to pull that information back. So yes, the risk will be reduced as a result of this. If for nothing else, not even getting into the detail of the questions we're asking, just having that, that process alone will reduce our risk. The amount of work we're also putting into the risk assessment process, which is in this as well, um, and, and is, is a lot more question in detail than we've asked historically. So that also will reduce our risk of, of our vendors. So I would say yes around all Great. of them. Thank you. Yeah. Laureen, yes. Uh, do you anticipate that, that the new, new policy will affect contracts in progress that'll need to be modified? There, there, there are things, yes, absolutely. It will definitely, so to, to begin with, obviously anything going forward, uh, we're, we are already finalizing uh, language that is very much driven from what the city's uh, technology services team developed with uh, Den uh, airport uh, city attorney's office. Once I get the right term, I'll get it out. Uh, we also have, with our Den legal team, we've been working on that language to make very minor modifications um, to our contract language that are specific to the airport. Again, just around TSA, FAA type language. 
uh, and we are adopting that for all new contracts going forward as well as our plan is to present new uh, proposers of contracts with their requirements from a or from an IT perspective before they sign the contract um, so that when they're bidding, they actually know what's gonna be required of them. They have to provide us information. They have to provide us specific types of information, address their, their cybersecurity maturity as an organization so that we know their level. So for new contracts, absolutely. For contracts in flight, uh, we've already implemented that new wording and are, it's not, <clears throat> I wouldn't call it formalized and finalized, but it is already inserted in all new contracts that are going out. Um, we're, we just don't have some of the supporting that secondary document I just talked about asking vendors for additional information. The, we are, the, the gap there is obvious is that we're not going back and addressing existing contracts. Uh, although we will be engaging vendors um, to fill out this information, the existing contracts won't have that stronger language in there until they come up for renewal. Um, we're not gonna, uh, I don't think, undertake an effort to go renegotiate all the existing contracts. Frank? Um, where will the new personnel that you hope to add in 2024 and 2025 fit into all of this? So, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, we have some, uh, there's uh, some discussion in, in throughout the audit around managing performance of vendors. Um, so not just doing risk assessments, but actually looking at inserting penalties for non-performance, making those consistent as much as you can. Each solution is a little bit different, but coming up with a template uh, and and then you know managing uh, of what the what you're going to measure each vendor for. So that template uh, and then uh, that person. Uh, so we're going to hire a person to kind of help with templatizing that and then actually managing the vendor performance. So the managers themselves, uh, people that already exist. They will uh, be primarily responsible for you know, ma monitoring the performance of their vendors based on this template that the new position, the performance manager of vendors basically, will, um, will be performing. Uh, so there's one position geared really towards performance and assisting managers when they have non-performant vendors or non-compliant vendors with their performance metrics. The other position will be in um, the compliance function to make sure that they're um, providing all the required documentation we request of them when we do these uh, initial tiering assessments and then follow up risk assessments. So th that person, uh, amongst other team members, will be really responsible for ensuring that we have open lines of communication and all the required documents we need to assess those vendors. So that's, there's really two positions that are gonna be um, the focal point of um, map this, the whole vendor management process and, and that's kind of where they lay one with performance, one with really just compliance. compliance. Yeah. Yeah, one go ahead. Um, do your contracts tend <coughs> to be three years in duration, five years, it's one year? Three so, so typically uh, not less than three, usually almost all of our contracts are three and then with, an, uh, there's very few, that there are some that, that are exceptions to the three. We do have some five-year contracts for major infrastructure components. Um, so like our telecom system, I believe our, um, without getting too, too detailed, um, the big part of our network around the campus, not the ones that our team necessarily maintains, but we have a, a, a major internet service provider maintained for us. Those are typically five years. But I'd say 98 to 99% of our contracts are three-year, and then an option for an extension, either a, two year or two one year extensions is usually how we run those. 
So it'll be a while before they cycle through. And it will be, yes. It will be a little bit. But again, we're not waiting. We will talk to these vendors and ask them without the contract language to comply with what we're asking. Okay. Some will, some won't. So if they don't comply, will that give rise to the need to do a new contract? Yes. Okay. That will be one of the criteria is, you know, can we work with this vendor? Are they responsive to our reasonable requests? Some requests, we could obviously give them very unreasonable requests, and we do sometimes due to some regulatory stuff. But for things that are reasonable that we're asking them to do, if they, they don't comply with that, they're not a partner for us. So. Okay. Other questions? Should we continue? Okay, I'll uh, continue with the other three recommendations. Uh, recommendation 1.5, <coughs> as part of implementing recommendation 1.2, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should develop, implement, and document procedures to ensure staff continuously monitor all airport information technology vendors for risks and security concerns. These procedures should include, at a minimum, ensuring security reviews and risk assessments are done at intake and at regular times thereafter, depending on the criticality of, uh, to the airport and the risks posed by a vendor's systems. Detailing requirements for security reviews and risk assessment reports from independent assessors, obtaining a copy of vendors' risk assessments for vendors managed by the city's technology services agency, so business technologies, has it for their own records and can document these exceptions. The agency has agreed to this recommendation with an implementation date of June 3rd, 2024. In recommendation 1.6, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should develop a training plan to ensure staff with roles and responsibilities related to information technology vendor management lifecycle activities are aware and informed of how the government process is structured and how it should operate. Again, the agency has agreed to this recommendation with an implementation date of January 2nd, 2024. In recommendation 1.7, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should continue to implement an augmented, or, or sorry, an automated system single system of record for vendor management, such as the ServiceNow Vendor Risk Module, to monitor all vendor management life cycle activities and ensure the airport's information technology vendor inventory list is complete and accurate. For, furthermore, as part of implementing Recommendation 1.2, business technologies should develop a process, policy, and procedures to ensure data stored in the system of record remains complete and accurate. The agency has agreed to this recommendation as well with an implementation date of April 1st, 2024. I'll pause here to give our committee and business technologies a chance mm -hmm. to respond. Any additional comments from business technologies? No. Nope. Questions from the committee? All right, let's continue. Okay, I'm gonna pass it over to Dave. Mm. Thank you. Our last <coughs> Our last set of findings starts on page 14 of the report. The title is Business Technologies Lacks a Consistent Way to Monitor the Airport's Information Technology Vendors. There are two parts to this sub-finding which focuses on the monitoring of the airport's information technology vendors. First, we learn the airport does not consistently require or ensure service level agreements are in its technology contracts, starting on page 15. 
where service level agreements are added to a contract, they are generally provided by the vendor and included only as an exhibit. None of the airport procedures we reviewed contained a requirement for a service level agreement to be included in technology contracts. Service level agreements and objectives define the criteria for monitoring and measuring a vendor's performance. For our sample of 20 information technology vendor contracts at the airport, we looked at how consistently business technologies include service level agreements and objectives in these types of contracts. Of the 20 vendors, 25% had no evidence of a service level agreement attached to the contract, and 30% had no evidence of a service level objective attached to the contract. When a vendor adds a service level agreement to a contract, these agreements are negotiated with the airport to ensure they do not conflict with the city's contract terms. The process of monitoring vendor performance is decentralized at the airport because each technology vendor contract is managed by different teams, which results in varying methods of monitoring. Leading information technology practices say that to hold vendors accountable, organizations should set guidelines for how they will measure vendor performance against relevant service level agreements and metrics. Not consistently having service level agreements and measurable objectives in technology contracts prevents the airport from holding its vendors accountable when service interruptions prevent a vendor from fulfilling its contract obligations. This lack of accountability risks damaging the airport's reputation and risks the airport losing revenue if repeat incidents or issues affect passenger travel or airport operations. Starting on page 16 of the report, we also discussed that we found business technologies is not consistently documenting what lessons it learns after a major incident occurs with a vendor provided technology system or service. Additionally, staff are not documenting whether or how they review service level objectives related to major incidents to ensure the airport recoups potential restitution it may be owed for a technology vendor's failure to provide reliable service. When the airport's technology systems experience a service disruption, a formal incident has happened. Incidents are reported to the airport service desk team and documented in ServiceNow. The service desk team investigates the incident and coordinates the response. Smaller incidents are typically resolved by service owners, but the response to a major incident, one that has a high impact or potentially high impact on the airport, is coordinated by a major incident manager within business technologies itself. When staff document an incident and describe any actions taken in response, they're supposed to document those in ServiceNow. This tool is also where post-incident actions should be documented to ensure an incident is fully resolved. To determine how well the airport is documenting its incident reviews, we reviewed reports for each of the 17 major technology incidents that occurred during our audit period. Of these 17, none of the follow-up incident reports discussed monitoring of service level objectives, and only 41% of incident reports included documented lessons learned, but some of those were incomplete. Among those, only 24% had complete incident lessons learned documented in ServiceNow. Of the sample we reviewed, two of the vendors did not fulfill their service level agreements for an incident. We found evidence that the airport collected did not collect a remedy or restitution to the city, as was required in these vendors' service level agreements. 
Instead, for one of the vendors, the airport decided to implement a service improvement plan rather than seek restitution from the vendor, even though the contract does not explicitly require them to do so. Also in our review of major airport incidents, we found that instead of consistently adding specific actionable recommendations to ServiceNow's incident report, airport employees often do not fill out such details. The National Institute of Standards and Technology recommends that incident managers hold and document lessons learned meetings to find ways to prevent major incidents from occurring in the future. We found the airport's major incident policy does not specifically require staff to hold lessons learned meetings. Leading information technology practices also recommend that organizations review major incidents to identify and document lessons learned particularly in comparison to what service level agreements and objectives require the vendor to do. By not taking these actions, the airport is not consistently identifying and addressing recurring issues, preventing repeated incidents and service disruptions, and ensuring the airport gets what it pays for from contracted vendors. We have two recommendations for this sub-finding. I'll read those before pausing for questions and comments. First, recommendation 1.8 can be found on page 18 of the report. As part of implementing Recommendation 1.2, Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should ensure all technology contracts contain service level agreements and specific service level objectives for vendors to meet and that these service level objectives are relevant, enforceable, and measurable. Refine and supplement procedures to ensure airport staff comprehensively and continuously monitor all technology vendors and verify that these vendors are meeting contract terms, including the requirements of their service level agreements and objectives. Define and implement a process to seek restitution when vendors do not fulfill their agreed upon service level objectives in accordance with their contracts, and include detailed information about service level objectives in ServiceNow to support staff's comprehensive and continuously monitoring. The agency has agreed implementation by July 1st, 2024. Second, we have recommendation 1.9, also on page 18 of the report. Denver International Airport's Business Technologies Division should revise its major incident management policy and any associated procedures to require staff to document lessons learned after each major incident to help prevent future events and to hold vendors accountable to service level objectives agreed to in their service level agreements. These lessons learned should be documented in ServiceNow given it is the airport system of record for information technology. The agency has also agreed implementation by January 2nd, 2024. I'll open the floor to questions and comments from the agency and audit committee for both recommendations. Chris, any additional comments? Uh, um, I'll, I'll just say a couple opening remarks uh, on this one. So particularly our in major incident process, uh, we were um, very disappointed <laughs> in our own results uh, of, of that. W that is something we've invested <coughs> a lot of time and effort into over the course of um, not so much the last couple of years, obviously, but uh, the three to four years prior, that was a major portion of what we were trying to do to make our response process very consistent and concise um, and uh, understandable for our managers and our employees. So we, we were very, very disappointed in our results um, for that. So I, that, I just wanted to start with that and then that's for ask questions. Okay, questions from the committee? That, I believe, concludes our report.
Uh, that concludes our presentation. I'd like to say I like the direction you are headed, we are headed, and you know we'll have you back in to see how the implementation processes work. And I just want to echo, so Nick started talking about the transparency. Uh, that, that's because the, the, the audit team is very, has been very, very good and professional about asking us for stuff, being conscious that we have a lot of stuff going on, um, and, and being patient with us while we work through getting them what they, they had asked for. Uh, it, at the end of this, we really feel this was, uh, this audit was very well done. The recommendations are reasonable, they're needed. Uh, we agree with them and we're passionate about getting them closed. So I'm very hopeful that when the follow-up comes, we will have made significant pro progress on this. Um, so we just want to extend our thanks to the audit team. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you very much. <coughs> All right, uh, next item is general business. Our next committee meeting will be Thursday, October 19th at 9 a.m. in the Par Widener room next door. Uh, with that, we are adjourned. Thank you. Perfect. 45 minutes. This is like looking.